Truth. What is truth? Truth is reality. It can be confirmed by evidence. It is verifiable. And we seek to find it. Welcome to Euphonaut Radio. Euphonaut Radio is a show that takes you on a truth journey outside the matrix to examine the worlds of ufology, the paranormal, and new science. Open your mind as we search for the truth that most are afraid to discuss. This is Euphonaut Radio. Only on PSN Radio. Welcome to the show, everybody. Jesse Randolph here on a Thursday night. It is July 6, 2017. We are in the great state of Oregon here, broadcasting live from an actual bunker somewhere in Portland. I'm your host, Jesse Randolph, and of course, to my right, as always, the angel of ufology, Mr. Angel Espino. Are you there, sir? Present and accounted for Mr. Randolph. Fantastic. You know, tonight's show is uh, power-packed as normal. I mean, if, if we were just joking about it, if you can't do it once a week, man, you're in trouble. And I'm not that old. I'm feeling old, but not that old, Angel. Uh, we have a power-packed show. We really do. We're going to do part two of our, uh, this. Uh, you know, we, we came up with a name for it the other night. I thought it was it was perfectly defined, you know, uh, uh, as far as the the rotten apples striking back. So we're going to do tonight's part two of the rotten apples fight back, and we're going to discuss Corey's kids, which mm-hmm. is dark journal dark dark journalist uh, kind of coined and brought to the attention of this community or uh, the, the ufology community, and. Uh, also about why everything involving uh, the Gaia folks and Corey Good and company is all about marketing, business ventures, and alike. Uh, I have seen, because I've been studying it now for the past few months, so many posts from whether I'm following uh, Jimmy Church's site or I'm following Corey Good's site or David Wilcock, and 90% of this stuff is always marketing pushes. You know, they're they're talking about a new venture, a new book, or a new comic series, or uh, a new conference. But you would think if they have that kind of platform, they'd be putting forth information about what they're going through, right? Because they're talking to extraterrestrials, uh, and they're dealing with different civilizations, and they're traveling to different planets. You'd think that that stuff would be on the back burner, but... No, it seems as though that is the majority of the postings that I see. And we're going to talk about it tonight a little bit. We're also going to discuss, like I said, these Corey's kids. And apparently they really don't like that term. And and I'm sorry, I'm just using it because it's something that people will recognize as far as who I'm talking about. These are folks that either work for Corey and, or they're just tightly uh, – entrenched with him and his I don't want to say his cult I'll just say his group and they make their own videos and alike and some of these folks are also Wilcockian right I'd like to use that term 
and because I think you'll understand what that means right off the bat. All right, so they're Wilcockian. Yeah, and so we're going to play some of what they're talking about. Some of them think that uh, there's a major event coming, okay? And a lot of folks think that as well in the New Age community, which is always kind of a scary thing because we've seen that before, haven't we, Uh, with Heaven's Gate? Every few years there's a major event coming, whether it's Millennium or 2012 or whatever it is. There's always something major happening, and then nothing happens. Y'all, that's very, very true. And you can go down the list. If, uh, if it wasn't Y2K, it was 2012. If it wasn't 2012, it was, uh, uh, some sort of solstice that's always coming up or some sort of major eclipse that's never happened before or, or a straight alignment of planetary alignments. Uh, you can go, keep going. You can just keep going. It's the hottest year we've ever had. That sort of thing. Um, but you're right. At the end of the day, it's usually a lot of hot air, and people are left kind of, kind of holding the trash, thinking to themselves, "Wow, you know, some people actually bank on this stuff, i.e., building shelters, i.e., storing food, and there's business behind it." And the reason that I don't like some of those practices, i.e., Alex Jones, who's someone that I, I can't really stomach, and the reason is, is not just because he's always yelling, and I don't know why you'd want to tune into a program where the, the host is usually yelling the entire time. Uh, he's the most intense guy. Uh, he's supposed to be a very nice guy in, in, in private, but just I can only judge him as a radio personality. He yells fire in the theater on a daily basis. He comes up with these crazy claims, and they just run with it. And I don't see that they really vet their stories very well and uh, I know that there's a lot of passion behind it but also I think it's it's it, 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 it's sometimes it's funny because they they spin their 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 project as there's some sort of freedom fighter network um, and some some would list it as treason as well so it's kind of interesting it's it's just the way you look at it so ten- anyways oh, plenty to talk about on that front uh, but then I want to move on tonight I want to move on, Angel, to uh, after we discuss the event, we have to get into this new anonymous video that was released and why Dr. Stephen Greer and Disclosure are mentioned within the video. Uh, a lot of people f- obviously follow the anonymous vi- media when it surfaces, when it comes out, when it's blasted, and say what you will, but there is a lot of power. There's a lot of attention behind these messages. So we're going to go ahead and listen to that together and try to kind of decipher why. Why now? Why would this group uh, be interested in this at this point? Maybe there is something to this thing called the event. Who knows? Uh, for me, I haven't seen the video either. So you just send it to me. Yeah, it's, it's, ago, so. yeah, it's really uh, – yeah, it's going to be real good. So we've got that uh, lined up, and of course – what I really want to get into tonight and talk about with you guys is what I call the decline of MUFON, which is very sad. And I think we're going to talk about – so sad, very Trump-like um, – why they have decided to go a certain route for ticket sales, why they're allowing um, some of the – Worst of the worst as far as frauds or people without 
a leg to stand on uh, with their claims to uh, infiltrate the symposium this year. In fact, make it somewhat the uh, headliner to a certain degree uh, from what I can see, which, of course, what I'm talking about is Andrew Bishago, uh, Bishago having a speaking um, slot as well as Corey Good and a case for the secret space program. So that in itself is definitely worth talking about. And what I want to play for you tonight is uh, a little clip that MUFON did about their uh, methodologies when researching things. And I think that'll be interesting to look at and see where they've uh, come since then and how we might be able to change this. Uh, we're pretty fractured right now, Angel. We're, th this subject is incredibly fractured right now, and I think the reason, the biggest reason, in my opinion, is because of Gaia, because the New Age movement has never had a corporate entity as powerful as Gaia. Um, you know, somebody said to me the other day, they said, you, did you know that Gaia is like, has its own cable channel? And I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. They're a power player. They're not like channel 7,698. 7, I mean, they're smack dab. They're in the middle of the dial. Um, they're promoted. And it's obvious that they're there to entertain, which is all well and good. The problem is that runs into an agenda for ufology and trying to gain some sort of credibility over the years, uh, it's running right smack into uh, our vision of what we'd like to see this subject uh, be one day. So this is the fracture. It's this corporate entertainment machine commercializing this subject on a level that's never been done before because somebody needed to sort of crack the code on how to really uh, market and uh, monetize the subject. Does that make sense, Angel? Do you agree with any of that? Oh, I completely agree with that. I mean, that's exactly what's going on with groups like Gaia and Free and a couple of these other groups. Gaia definitely has a leg up when it comes to the money side of it because it seems there's so many people involved in this organization that uh, money is not a problem, and uh, they're shoving out a, a lot of bucks uh, to put this thing together. Plus, uh, you know, they're selling things on the Internet. I mean, they have a lot of people behind, you know, the, the, their movement, which is baffling to me because there's so little, uh, you know, really uh, content when you really look at what they're putting out that is even worth looking at. I mean, the, the whole Corey Good thing is a joke, to be honest with you. Uh, as far as MUFON getting involved and letting these people speak at their symposiums and stuff, you know, yeah, this is a problem, and, and it's a problem that, that MUFON is... Uh, I don't know why they're opening themselves up to these folks, but you know what, Jesse, with shows like these, uh, you know, hopefully one day we could look back and say we helped make MUFON great again because we helped them, you know, change from the, the current path that they're going in. And uh, they keep going down this road. They're going to be a joke just like a lot of these other big groups like Gaia and whatnot. And I don't want that for MUFON. I really don't. Well, I want to table that, and I want to table my response because – uh, it really is worth a discussion, and there's plenty to speak about. And like I said, I do have some media that I want this audience to hear that would really probably raise their eyebrow. So with that being said, let's dive in head first here. Let's get this show 
rolling like a freight train and jump right into the news segment if we can for uh, July 6th, 2017. Let's do that. Was that was that my news stinger? That was a news stinger. Yeah. So, well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how long you wanted it to be, so I, I, I got you a four second. Wait, can you play it? Can you play it again? It was. Well, I, so... I played it. Yeah, it was oh kind of low, God. but the audience, the audience heard it. Like, I'll play it one more time just for you. Here you go. I don't even feel like reading the news right now, but it sounds like somebody yeah. fucking died, and there's like a little. Okay, right. I got a couple options. You, you can choose. Oh, look, okay. All right. Look, you can choose. You can choose. You can choose. That's that's a <laughs> four second one. Let's let's do a ten. Huh? Okay. The news tonight. Let's dive all right, right in. It's a, so in other words, intro number two. That's what we're going with. Yeah, I think we should go with that. We got to pump up the volume. Maybe uh, not have it sound like it's broadcasting out of a closet. Well, no, remember, the audience is going to hear it nice and clear. It's just, you, it sounds like a closet to you. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's good to know. Um, so, I do well, like it. Why don't you play that one again, and we'll go into the news. Well, here, right, let's, last... play, let's play intro number three, see if you like this one. I have a, a couple other options here for you. Why okay. not? We're already doing this. Why you this? <laughs> that's not it. Hold and on. now the news. That's, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I number three. Yeah? And, and now something totally different. Yeah? And that's <laughs> the news, cookie cutter style. Yeah, baby. No? That's a little short. Okay, just pick one so I can read the damn news here. I want to get right, it. Let's go number two. I think it's the best one. It's 10 seconds. It's long enough. It's good. It gets you ready. It gets you pumped. <laughs> Okay, Euphonaut Radio News for July 6, 2017. First story on the docket here. Colorado man is second to die in quest for buried treasure. That's right, folks. We brought you this story a few months back, if you remember, Angel, with the forest fin treasure buried somewhere in the deserts surrounding Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, and this was a gentleman who buried a treasure. He was a famous art dealer, and he wrote a poem. And within the poem, you would be able to find this treasure. And people have flocked to the area for years now and tried to find this treasure. And now uh, a second person has died in trying to find it. In fact, it was a pastor, a pastor, a pastor, <laughs> it was a pastor, um, I mean, this is this is really startling that someone would do this. However, to be honest with you, uh, it doesn't surprise me because uh, I've been out there. It's very scary. It's very tough terrain. If you're thinking about doing this, I would take a step back and look at some of the YouTube videos that are available because people are really taking a lot of time, energy, money, etc., to try to find this hidden treasure which i mean how much are we talking about jesse i mean how large of a treasure is this well according to finn it's well worth over two million dollars and i'm sure that because of what it Mm. is in itself if it was found 
would be worth quite a bit more just because of what it it is the you know the story behind it and such. Right, right. I blame so. the Goonies for this, by the way. The Goonies. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because you know the they, they've given Americans false hope that they could actually go on a treasure hunt and actually find some shit. The <laughs> Goonies is at fault. And, friend, and friendly monsters. Yes, the, is, Chris Columbus and uh, Steven Spielberg should be arrested and charged. Baby with, uh, Ruth, baby <laughs> Ruth, baby Ruth, hey you guys. So here's the deal. I mean, honestly, uh, there was one guy who was who went missing. I don't even know if they found him. Then we did our show, demanding or challenging, really, not demanding. Right. Who's gonna listen? Who's gonna listen to our fucking demands? No, ain't nobody gonna listen to our demands, dude. No. Yes. Although we are getting a lot more listens, uh, thank goodness, mm-hmm. from some of my friends over at Avalon. So uh, shout out to them. And uh, cool. I will say they, they're they great, man. The, the people on those boards, they're talking every day about what's going on. And it's not like Belgab where it's, uh, you know, real racy stuff. Uh, you know, if you like that, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's where you would want to hang your hat. Avalon's a lot more serious and that's where my hat lays as well as far as where I want this subject to go and stay. If you go back to the 1960s into the 70s, uh, people took this very seriously, the people who were looked up to in this field. And that's why it's so sad where it, where it has come. We're going to discuss that later. But anyway, I wanted to let everybody know there is another man that has died looking for this treasure. And the remote viewing community is out there. You have received this challenge from Euphonaut Radio months ago. It, this should be an easy one for you, you would think, because it's real shiny, right, Angel? It's it's kind of got all kinds of resonating energies inside it of jewels and crystals right, right, right. and that kind of shit, right? right? And you would think that any even mediocre remote viewer would be able to go oh, so, and come up with some sort of Ed Dames kind of bullshit map to tell right. me even where to look at least. Nothing so far. Huh? You know, but nothing so far. So if you run into any remote viewers this week in your travels, listeners and alike, please uh, ask them where the heck Forrest Finn's treasure is so that nobody else should perish like this. And it's real hot out there right now. Don't go to the Santa Fe Desert right now. Do not go. Okay. Moving right along. Brought to you by UFOWatchdog.com, one of my favorite websites on the Internet, run by a guy named Royce Myers who has been around for years. You know what he's wanted from ufology? Nothing. Yep. You know what he likes to do? Expose frauds. You know what he's great at doing? Exposing frauds. Love that guy. He's fantastic. He's always been fantastic. I had a listener say, man, I think it was uh, Kevin. He wrote me. He said, oh, man, you turned me on to that UFO watchdog. I mean, there's hours of, oh, wow, okay, I get it now. He's a great writer. He's also a great detective. He has a background in law enforcement, and it shows. He's not just some bitter guy like Don Ecker who was in law enforcement and the military and stuff where he's just sort of got this bite. This guy is really in deep with the details. And sure as shit, we're going to go here and look at our update on Sean David Morton tonight. Do we have a stinger for that? Like uh, somebody wrote in and said that we should have had uh, handcuffs clanking. 
which I thought, you know. That's maybe. pretty good, but I think for, for Sean David Prison Moore, door. Prison no, door. No, no, we don't have prison doors, but I think this one actually worked pretty well. And now, news from Sean David Morton's camp. Okay, so Sean David Morton clock right now as we're speaking. Sean David Morton has been a wanted fugitive for 17 days, 9 hours, 21 minutes, and 4 seconds. Yeah, baby. Woohoo! It's true. And man, he is on the road. This is no joke now. We're talking about over two weeks, Angel. What do you think about that? Uh, he, hey, I didn't think he had it in him, to be honest with you. I didn't think he could make it a week, but uh, so far two weeks. Uh, you know what? He's gonna give the uh, he's gonna give the uh, feds a nice workout. I think. I think he's <laughs> well, he's not actually. <laughs> he's, yeah, I mean, one thing we know for sure is he's definitely not running anywhere. No, no, no. Well, was well. that too soon? Was that too soon? That was ridiculous. That was a little mean. That was so freaking ridiculous. Okay. Um, no, but seriously, folks, Morton is now looking at. Increasing his sentence, obviously, because he's a fugitive, and well, I mean, he, he has does- like what three hundred years, and he's going to do so. What's what's he increasing really? Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> well, apparently, somebody got a hold of a text, and it's posted here on on UFO Watchdog. If you want to take a look at it, by the way, there's a, a really well involved, uh, well thought out and written article, blog post about what's going on currently, and I'm paraphrasing some of it, but there's a post here with a text message supposedly from Morton saying, thanks, never going to happen, talking about prison, going to prison. This is very far from being over, by the way. Melissa didn't do anything. She's totally got screwed, has a new attorney now to overturn and void everything. So apparently, um, you know, I'll tell you something. When I was looking at this a little bit today, I thought to myself, you know, all these guys in the past, Angel, who have done this sort of uh, sovereignty Shtick, where they pretend they're not a citizen of the United States, like the, you know, where they sort of right, like the Moors, like they claim they were Moors, so they're not. Yes, yeah. it's like this. Yes, and like maybe they saw some research on how you can do that, and just then yeah. you don't have to pay taxes and things of that nature. Yeah, I'm like one percent Native American, so I don't belong to the United States. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just doesn't. It never seems to work out well for these guys. I will say no, that. No, so no. if you're thinking about that, I'd I'd say don't do it. Because uh, I think Sean actually was fine. He didn't need to do any of these things. He was writing books for years. People liked some of his books. He was involved more on the New Age community side because right. he was really into a lot of uh, uh, stuff that we would consider to be very uh, of skeptical origins and f- flighty and sort of uh, what, what other words, He was deep in the bullshit, people. He was deep in the bullshit. Yeah, and he was I doing well that. deep in there. He was doing very well for himself. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he was exactly. So, with that being said, uh I wish him well on his travels. And <laughs> if you want to look at the Morton Fugitive Counter, you can go to ufowatchdog.com and see at any point in time, 24 hours a day, how long he has been gone. Uh, now, let's say hey. he makes it a couple of years, Jesse, real quick. Let's say he makes it out and they still haven't found him two or three years deep. I mean, is he going to go up the scale in rankings as a fugitive? I mean, is he going to be like America's most wanted at one point, like number one's most wanted? John David Morton. Uh, I don't think, think so. I, no, I don't. I, I don't think he has enough juice. He's not a murderer. He's not 
uh, a kidnapper. He didn't do something to a child. He, I mean, these are big time crimes. That we where, know of. No, he did. He's not. He didn't do that. He he did tax fraud and he did fraud. He frauded people out of money. Okay, that's what he's being accused of because that's what he did. He fought. He filed strange uh, tax um, claims for refunds, uh, and he pulled some heavy duty maneuvers. So I'm not a tax person, never have been. I pay somebody to do my taxes, and I never really like to hear about it. It bores the hell out of me. It's just something you got to do. Unfortunately, uh, sometimes when you get an edge, you know how it is, Angel. You get an edge, and you know you're not killing anybody. But who knows how many people lost thousands of dollars because of this guy? It seems like uh, quite a bit. So yeah, yeah. Okay, moving right along here, uh, we'll keep you posted on that one. Uh, Jimmy Church, Jimmy oh Church, updated the, uh, him and his gang were over at the uh, East Seti Ranch this weekend, I believe. The uh, uh, Mr. Gilliland, James Gilliland's famous UFO ranch over here, right at the base of Mount Adams, Washington. You know, it's funny. I thought he was further up the mountain. He actually isn't. He's kind of like at the. He's he's about ten to ten to fifteen miles from the base, and I was there just two weeks ago, and I didn't realize I was probably further up the mountain than where, where the ranch is. But you know, to me, it's not as much of a novelty. These folks all come here from different places, and they sort of flock here, and it's become sort of this uh, uh, tourist trap uh, to a certain degree. Okay, so that you know, if you're in that part of the world, that's that's a place where you're going to go, and and if you camp out and that sort of thing, you're going to see UFOs. Okay, right, uh, and it's right, right. it's been like that for years. I I always found it kind of uh, humorous that uh, in all those years that they haven't uh, haven't had any else happen besides just uh, seeing UFOs in the sky and lights and things that people think they can't uh, figure out what it is, but in essence, you would think that that would evolve over the years into something else, but it hasn't, although I'm sure they have a different side to it, and I'm sure they see all kinds of stuff up there and interdimensional contact, etc. But as far as actually being able to prove something, which I know is strange in that community, um, it doesn't seem as though there's been anything on camera or audio-wise that I've been impressed with. Am I missing something, Angel? Have you nope. seen it in the past? I've not seen nothing in the last uh, decade, yeah. really. So it's kind of like a tourist trap to to yep. a certain degree for UFO people and New Agers alike. You kind of go up there, and they have yep. these, uh, like bringing it back to Jimmy and the gang, they went up there, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, why I bring up the story is not to just, you know, uh, follow Jimmy Church and his antics. It's more about the fact that he is linking with some of these "quote unquote" Corey's kids, and one of them is Teresa Yaranos. Uh, and we played a clip of her last week. And the reason I found it interesting was because she was there, he was there, there were some other folks there, and then I see him linking her latest video from her YouTube site on his radio page. Now, that's the kind of thing that just sort of connects the dots very, very well. Huh? This is a gal who works directly for Corey Good, I believe. 
and I know all this from looking at all of the data and watching all their videos and alike. And I know Jimmy claims he doesn't click on any links because he doesn't have time uh, or or he doesn't care. That was the other reason. But I do care, and I do have time sometimes, and I watch Teresa Yaranos's, uh Divine Frequency videos so that I can stay abreast of what's going on in the Cory camp sometimes. You can get a lot from watching a five-minute video and see uh, what we're seeing now, which is people, two camps. There's these folks defending Corey and David Wilcock, and they're putting out these rebuttal videos now. And these rebuttal videos are coming from a number of characters, uh, just a handful that I can see that are really worth worth mentioning. But they all are sort of these millennia, self-proclaimed millennia types, Angel. Um, and they all sort of have that new age spin to them. And they're very Wilcockian, as I said. So it's just kind of interesting that Jimmy, who claims he doesn't look at any of this stuff on the Internet and he doesn't pay attention to gossip, although he keeps making posts about that in itself, which is strange. But now... Yeah, you'd figure, as you choose it for a second, you'd figure that if he's not paying attention, he wouldn't be posting about it or even like even commenting on, on any yeah. of this. Uh, so way to blow your own cover there, Jimmy Church. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, if you're trying to say that you're neutral and that you're not working in conjunction with the marketing efforts of Corey Good, David Wilcock, Guy, etc., so that there's some sort of harmony, everybody's helping each other, like a business. Right. It, which would make perfect sense because that seems like exactly what's happening. Um, the problem with that is folks like us who are getting in the way, and we're sort of the virus. Of course, we discussed this in length last yeah. show where – you know, they've tried to label us as haters and trolls and, 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 uh, strange people or, or negative. And so we should feel somewhat ashamed and embarrassed to voice our opinion or to question the claims, which is the worst part. Right. Well, as Mike Barrow would say, just believe everything they're saying. Just believe it. Just yeah, that look was at crazy. these faces. Just believe everything. It's just crazy where it's gone with this. But, uh, again, I think David Wilcock has groomed Corey as much as he can. But, in essence, he can't seem to restrain him from acknowledging all of this. And Corey Good's just a regular guy. He's a self-proclaimed regular guy. That's his motif. Okay? He didn't want any of this. Remember? He he just really wanted to stay in his IT job. Yeah, but that's like the the same story that all these guys give. I mean, every one of these guys. Oh, I'm just a regular guy. I don't know why they picked me, but somehow I I was told that I got to bring this message to the people. Like that's that's usually textbook on all these characters. Very much so. Very much so. And and as we brought up last week. Uh, Anyway, moving moving off of the the Jimmy Church, I just wanted to point it out that if you're going to start posting. Corey's kids or people connected to the Corey group, and I think that's a, a nicer way of saying it, and if that's what you want me to say, that's fine. But this is the Corey's camp. This this gal works for him, I believe. Uh, I, I I was told that by her in her videos. Probably um, does, yeah. And now she is, I, I believe, uh, connected uh, socially with some of the the other kids. And The point is we're going to show you some stuff tonight where, where, where I got a little spooked out by some of the stuff I was hearing, and that's where we left it. 
last episode, which is I, I invited people to take a look at the show The Following with Kevin Bacon. Do you remember, Angel? And we were going to sort of play some clips yep. about this core group of Corey followers, the Corey camp, uh, and and then try to see what kind of vibes we're getting from some of these. And I think that's a great place to start tonight. So let's jump into our part two of the Rotten Apples fight back. Strike back. Strike back. Well, strike back. I, like strike back. I was yeah. waiting for the stinger, but that's cool. Oh. You know, that dun-dun-dun. All right. Ah, well. Okay, first one I want to get into tonight <laughs> is, uh, and, and I want to run through these because we've got a lot to do here, and I, I do want to talk about MUFON at great length. Uh, let's go into Teresa since we were just uh, talking about here. here. Here's a gal who's got a, mm-hmm. a, a, a site, as you know, on YouTube, Divine Frequencies, I think it's called, and she has plenty of listeners. She seems to be very in touch with the... Uh, contact in the desert type, new age uh, uh, persona, um, and she tells you plenty about herself in her video, so you can go ahead and, and, and do it for yourself. I'm not going to paraphrase that, and I don't need to. The point is, is that she works in the Corey Good camp, and yep. she seems to be making certain videos at certain points that allude to what's coming up, and... Just when you thought that this was going to go anywhere um, or that these folks were going to just sort of drop this and just ignore this meddling audience, which is growing, obviously, because people are getting more and more annoyed as they realize this isn't just about Corey Good. It's it's about a lot more um, that they have to respond, and that's how it works with politics. You ignore, you ignore. You ignore, and then you realize, oh boy, we have to come out with a statement, right? And then you hope that the statement takes care of it, and then it doesn't. And then you have to, you know, like when that guy got kicked off that airplane, you release the statement. It was the wrong statement. It was insensitive. And this is the kind of thing that I think they're spending a lot of time on right now, which is probably damage control. And that's where they brought Jimmy in, and Jimmy attempted to do some things to assist. And I think he underestimated the audience. The audience is a lot more savvy. It's a very intelligent audience, ufology. Uh, and we have a very thick skin. So you can call us haters and liars and la 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 or uh, what they were been calling us. In fact, Corey's words uh, were either infiltrators, we are uh, mind-controlled um, cabal uh, agents. I mean, just all kinds of bullshit. That's actually my favorite one, the Cabal Legion, so I, I particularly like that one. Well, if, if it comes with a badge, <laughs> I would like one. Okay. Yeah, why not? Let's go, let's go ahead and play you some, uh, the, I think, the not the last video, but the one that pertains to... The live to- rebuttal? Is it yeah. live rebuttal to Sphere being Alliance? Yes, I think she's kind of... All of a sudden, she's introducing the fact that she's at Corey's house again. She's done an interview with his wife. Now she's going to announce that Corey's going to respond to... Uh, the community that he calls unity in the community, right? So, uh, go uh, ahead. Right. Let's, let's roll with that. Oh, there, there it is. Hi everybody, Yvonne oh. Palermo here. This is a rebuttal to YouTube channel Sabrina and Sterling. Video posted. Oh, no, tonight. no. Video posted did you drink? Tonight. Did you uh, so fucking drink tonight? I, I asked you the live rebuttal. Is that the one? So that's not the one. So which it one? It says Teresa. 
it says Teresa Divine Frequencies. I mean, can I? How else should I label the clip? Uh, Teresa Divine Frequencies. Hold on, I don't know if that one made it through. Oh boy. Okay, we can move on if we don't have that. It does have. Hold on, let me see. It's live radio. It is live radio. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much dead air. Are on you that. sure that's it's uh, the lady with the uh, with the blue no. shirt, right? I I don't know what shirt she has on, so I don't have the video in front of me. I'm pretty sure that's the one. Hi everybody, Yvonne Palermo here. No, oh, that is that's not it. Oh, that's not it. Okay, can we move on? I mean, I don't have any other ones. So you didn't send me another one. That's the ones you sent me. Okay, can we move on? Oh, yeah, you can move on. Keep moving. Okay. Okay. Nothing to see so, here. Okay, great. Uh, I want to move on to the event. Uh, a lot of people are discussing this. If you want to see that latest video of Teresa's, you can go on over to Divine Frequencies. And there's a video basically describing how Corey and her are going to do an interview, which then got pushed because of a death in the family. And now it is going to be scheduled, I believe, for this week for launching, either Thursday or Friday. And that will be their statement, their camp statement on this damage. Because they're going to keep rolling with the fact that they're being attacked on every level. And it's just baseless. It's it's not attacks from people who are soul-searching the truth of where this subject should go it's not uh, it's not them labeling these attacks of people who are just normal folks <laughs> but instead he's making it seem as though they're not attacking him because he doesn't have any evidence they're not attacking him because he's seeming kind of like a a, a business opportunist and uh, not very credible when you look at the scientific ways of investigation um, and alike. So, yeah, it's disturbing. It, it is absolutely disturbing. But this is going to be acknowledged by them, and we will bring you the update. And at the same time, Dark Journalist, as most of you know, has been putting out more videos. Uh, he's sort of slowed down, but when he does release them, they are quite meaty. And he had a, I want to say, whistleblower on his last conversation, his last expose, I believe it was part five, which is live now if you want to take a look. And this is a, a gal who worked within the Corey camp. So now there are two folks who have sort of come out to say, hey, uh, the, there's, there's stuff going on here that is uh, very strange or that doesn't seem right or has uh, kind of shady business practices attached. You don't really know who to believe at the end of the day because, I mean, it's just as easy to say that the people involved with these initiatives uh, would not have come out if they didn't uh, get screwed, whether it was financially or their ego got hurt or whatever reason they had. Um, but the splinter effect here has been really, really bad on a number of fronts, and I bring it up because it's worth talking about. What does Corey Good represent? Well, he represents the problem of folks copycatting, just like a serial killer angel, um, 
Um, copycat killers. This is what's happening now. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't need the clip anymore. I don't need the clip. Um, I have seen two new whistleblowers, quote unquote, from the secret space program on YouTube this week. I don't have their names in front of me. I, I, I apologize for that. I, I will, I will bring them during the break and bring them to you. We're not going to play their clips tonight. I'll work on that next week. I'm working on a secret space program show in its entirety to try to paint a picture here. This is starting to set off a really bad train that has already been going. This is not brand new. This isn't just happened like the NASCAR stuff, uh, the NASCAR mummy stuff, which we'll get into in a l- little bit, maybe if we have time. But now there are more people, just like the super soldier's angel. Now there are more people saying I was stationed on Mars. I had the 20 and back. They're corroborating goods claims, basically. Um, and this is terrible on many fronts because it's giving a whole new direction, another outlet for people to create a persona, a new type of persona, a new type of fraud that might last a very long time, this secret space program. What do you think about that? It doesn't shock me because uh, that's what these folks would do. They'll bring in the, uh, you know, most likely these folks are acquaintances, friends, uh, that are, you know, in on the, uh, the whole thing and, uh, they're just trying to make a buck also. Uh, you know, some of these folks might be, uh, you know, people that approach them to be in, in on the, in the whole thing. But, you know, it doesn't shock me that, you know, fringe people now come out of the woodwork saying they're a part of this program also, even if it is bogus. Uh, I mean, look how many people have come forward over the years and said that they were, you know, there were, uh, you know, Billy Myers, uh, summoned UFOs and, and stuff. And I mean, all that stuff's bogus. And, uh, you know, same thing with, uh, and Ranch and the people that go up there and say, oh, we saw UFOs. But then, you know, reality is they probably saw all the satellites and planes. Uh, you know, this kind of stuff doesn't shock me. You know, folks will follow in, in line when it comes to these kind of groups and they'll either want to join it so badly that they'll be part of the conspiracy and part of the hoax. Yeah. Or they'll, or they'll just become groupies and they'll become like, you know, like cult followers, you know. Sure. And then, and I think, and I think you're right. I think that's the, the problem is, is that it's, it's this metastatic issue is that it's metastasizing. And right. if we, oh, it's put totally a, cancer in ufology. It really, really is. Yeah. And, and, and we both have a background in that horrible disease. And, and it's the only, mm-hmm. it's the best way to describe what's going on right now. Yeah. It's not, it's not people whining. Uh, like I said, either they're trying to paint us as cabal agents which is you know this malarkey of uh conspiracy nonsense that is all hollow or they're trying to paint us as we're disgruntled because we're not getting in on the cash and that's yeah, you know, it's one of those uh, you're not deal. with us so you hate us you're not one of us so you're you're hating on us uh, that's not really the case you know uh, no it's not, it this. has nothing to do with it. The subject has At never all. been aligned like that anyways. It's always been different factions. Even when it was taken seriously by major organizations, there were different organizations. There wasn't just one. You had your NICAP and you had your MUFON and except you had a bunch of groups that have mm-hmm. fallen out, but you didn't have, you know, guys like Heineck right now would be turning over in their grave. They are turning over in the grave because, uh, it's so sad to see this now that a guys who would work that hard 
to go groundbreaking stuff back then, Donald Kehoe and the like, that now we have reverted to the secret space program science fiction bullcrap by people with all sorts of mental problems or commercial interests. And yes, did that exist in the past? Of course it did. Of course it did. But it wasn't given the kind of clout that it's being given now. Does the Internet assist? Yes. But it really comes down to the fact that commercialism has invaded the subject. And it invaded the core. Not just, okay, the movie industry is the movie industry. They make movies. They're not part of ufology. Put that in its corner. The movie industry never says, oh, by the way, this is all real. Okay, that's the problem. That's the problem is that ufology at its core was supposed to be left alone for for the scientists, for people to try to blend it someday into the scientific community for acceptance so that we really could move forward. Uh, you know, convincing guys, and I know it's not our job to convince a guy like Seth Shostak that we're worthy. I get that, right? But at some point, you got to say, wow, we're looking pretty bad these days when a guy like Corey Good and Andrew Bashago are um, not only representing ufology at major uh, major lecture series, uh, but also they're gaining the exposure away from others. And we discussed that last week a little bit. If you want to hear more about that, listen to that. Um, but let's move on. Uh, I want to talk real quick about this thing called the event there's a youtube site called the event and it's got this really cool voice behind it it goes the event it's is coming youtube it's really cool if you get a chance but uh jordan sather who is uh, a very popular youtuber seems like a decent guy he is a self-proclaimed wilcockian he is also being labeled as by the dark journalist as one of Corey's kids. I'm sure he he doesn't like that at all, and and I get it. But he's associated with Corey, so we're just saying this Corey's group. And Wilcox. And, oh yeah, for well, Wilcox is the ringleader. We know this, right? Right. Um, right. Uh, he is the groomer, okay, and some people would call him the handler. Correct. He's the okay. he's the big head in charge. That's right. So. Yes. Anywho, um, Jordan has his own uh, Wilcockian-esque way of teaching us about life. And in, in my opinion, he is kind of a mini David Wilcock. He's sort of like, you know, Jimmy Church is trying to be George Norrie, right? Um, right, he's sort of, right. He's, he's, I think he's sort of like trying to be the next David Wilcock. Hmm. And God knows we need another one. Um, okay, so let's do this. Let's go ahead. Do we have the, the clip called the event? I don't. I don't want to fight with you anymore about this. If we don't have the clip, I don't think you sent me that clip either, man. You, there's a couple of clips you didn't send me anywhere. So obviously we don't have our, our clips together. To, I have uh, the mutual UFO uh, network one, the anonymous one, the live rebuttal, okay. and so we're gonna jump. We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump away from that then. If you have a chance. Uh, check out the event video. Uh, I apologize tonight. We don't have some of our clips together. I think we're going to have to work on that a little bit as far as uh, maybe a, a different place to dump them. Um, 
I want to move. Uh, I mean, it's fine when you send them on Facebook and you just you never sent them. Okay. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We got you. We feel you. Um, hey, we're, we're amateur radio for a reason. Okay, don't, get, don't get defensive about it. I keep saying we. Have okay. labeled me don't. Mr. E all of a sudden. Jesus. Don't, hey, don't, oh. <laughs> You're, I'm going to put you on hold in a minute. Okay, listen. <laughs> we're switching up here to the anonymous video. Um, I want to talk about this. I got that one. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, Thank God. Okay. Uh Put put the whiskey down. Let's jump into what this is and what it means. I'm not sure that I know. Maybe somebody listening in the chat room has some sort of uh, idea why Anonymous has decided to do this now. Um, I don't know where the hell Stephen Bassett is and people like this. It's just so amazing how these people just sort of fall off the map. And Gaia seems to be just crushing all of them as far as attention anyway. They're just buying up all the attention in, uh, in the entire world for... A bunch of anything. attention whores. That's what they are. It's, it's all for sale, isn't it? Uh, yeah. in, in fact, it, we didn't get into it yet. i got to talk about uh, this terrific article called Mummy, Mummy, Money, which is <laughs> definitely worth discussing as far as the NASCAR... Uh, Mummy stuff. So, the Nazca. There's no R. Nazca. Okay. Yeah, we're, not, we're, not talking, we're not talking about racing automobiles here. Just okay. NASCAR. You're right. You're right. Yeah. My bad. NASCAR. Okay. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna shut up now. We're gonna play this anonymous clip, and yeah. I want everybody to listen to it and say, "Hey, what the hell is going on here?" Okay. citizens of the world we are anonymous. From our inception, Anonymous has sought to unveil truths hidden behind locked doors, passcode and key, ones and zeros. A world uninformed of the truth is a world without free will. How can anyone make an informed decision when the information in public domain has been altered or contrived? During the recent U.S. election, Citizens of the world were given a closer look at the hands and influences pulling the strings of global politics and the criminal cartels that manipulate them. It is evident that the political systems of the world do not serve the interests of the public or represent the will of the people. Through the leaks released from the HRC server, along with the Podestar email hacks, world citizens were shown a glimpse of something that until recently has not been widely understood, exopolitics. In an email sent to John Podestar on, on August 18, 2015, Apollo astronaut Edgar Mitchell writes the following, quote, Because the war in space race is heating up, I felt you should be aware of several factors as you and I schedule our Skype talk. Remember, our nonviolent ETI, extraterrestrial intelligence, from the contiguous universe are helping us bring zero-point energy to Earth. End quote. Edgar Mitchell dies mysteriously six months later on February 4, 2016. Almost exactly one year prior on February 13, 2015, John Podestar tweets, Finally my biggest failure of 2014, once again, not securing the hashtag disclosure of the UFO files. What disclosure was Mr. Podestar speaking of? And whose agenda was he trying to deploy? In this photograph Hillary Clinton is seen walking with Lawrence Rockefeller. The book Hillary Clinton is holding titled, Are We Alone, was written by Paul Davis, and inquires as to the ramifications of contact with ETI. 
A request was made by Lawrence Rockefeller to the CIA and the U.S. Air Force to declassify and release all information regarding UFOs into the public domain. This request is what became known as the Rockefeller Initiative. In a radio interview in 2015 Hillary Clinton says, quote, I want to open the files as much as we can, end quote. Later that year she even vowed to send in a task force to the mysterious Area 51 U.S. Air Force Base in Nevada. Why was Hillary pushing the topic of unidentified aerial phenomenon? Whose agenda was she trying to also deploy? On July 22, 2016 a series of 44,000 emails from Madensee were leaked to the public by Madensee employee Seth Rich. In an email from John Podestar he writes quote, I'm definitely up for making an example of a suspected leaker whether or not we have any real basis for it. Seth Rich was murdered under highly suspicious circumstances on July 10, 2016. In the same series of leaks, known code words for pedophilia and child trafficking, along with ritualistic occult messages from Bodestar, Clinton and other elite, were discovered. The worldwide citizen investigation behind hashtag Pidogate has exposed thousands of connections to global government, religious and corporate elite. These leaks have uncovered human trafficking cartels and dark web networks used to not only support the horrific indulgences of wealthy individuals, but also show clearly the connections to secret esoteric and occult societies, utilizing children in ritual sacrifice. A leaked email addressed to whom Aberdeen from Hillary Clinton dated August 30, 2009 stated, quote, I will be sacrificing a chicken in the backyard to Moloch, end quote, is found. The reference of chicken and Moloch are particularly relevant considering that the FBI database for known pedophilia terms the word chicken lover to be code for boy lover and that the god Moloch is known to be the pagan god for child sacrifice. What do the release of zero-point energy, ET, extraterrestrial intelligence, elite child trafficking and secret societies have to do with one another? In 1984, addressing the United Nations, President Ronald Reagan introduced the possibility of an outside universal threat, alongside the idea of a global government or new world order. In 1997 Dr. Carol Rosin went on record testifying that the late Dr. Werner von Braun had confided to her that the last card, in establishing elite global control, will be the alien threat. A hypothesis has been presented that a U.S. Air Force unacknowledged program, funded by the military-industrial complex, would be revealed to the public, through an elaborate, alien threat, false flag event. An event that would unite a new world order under a global banner of war against and invading, non-terrestrial race. This plan to unite the world against an alien threat has now been so widely exposed that it has become obsolete as an option for the NWO. A new plan is now needed. In the same series of Podestar email leaks, Edgar Mitchell writes again to John Podestar, stating that, My Catholic colleague Terry Mansfield will bring us up to date on the Vatican's awareness of ETI, extraterrestrial intelligence insinuating that the Vatican has a position already, on revealing extraterrestrials, we have received and uncovered information that has pieced together what seems to be the next attempt to create a new world order, but this time under the public ruse of a global cosmic religion, introduced by a benevolent ETI. It is highly possible this narrative, of the benevolent extraterrestrial religion, could be presented to the public as a countermeasure to the investigations around hashtag Pidogate and the murder of Seth Rich. In a series of both recent and historic hacks, 
an anonymous contingent has been accruing the largest data leak the world has ever seen. This leak contains information that could possibly bring the world into chaos overnight. The information contained in this leak will reset the global knowledge base, our history, our origins, the basis of all religions, the global financial system, off-world contact, and a vast network of corporate conglomerates and global cartels responsible for crimes against humanity. Everything we have read in our history books, been told by our governments, and promised by our religious institutions, washed away with one single click. This leak is currently being held by a coalition that seeks to deliver it to the people. It is waiting on deposit for a day when the power of the information can be responsibly used to overthrow the oppressors of humanity. There is currently an effort by a group of influential global cartels to suppress the information in this leak and the ongoing citizen investigations. Their means of doing so is by way of disinformation and controlled release. These disinformation campaigns are now being carried out against the people and communities committed to unveiling the truth. The information trails uncovered in the work of citizen investigations allude to the fact that respected public leaders, in the movement for truth, have been compromised. In 2001 Dr. Stephen Greer organized the largest group ever assembled of accredited whistleblowers in the field of ufology at the National Press Club. Greer has since become a leader in the movement for disclosure and has been sowing a public narrative that all extraterrestrials are benevolent and that anyone, including the tens of thousands of abductees, that say otherwise, are mistaken. It is well documented also that Dr. Greer not only has ties to John Podesta, but also the Clintons and the Rockefellers. Dr. Greer is listed as a researcher in the Rockefeller Initiative which included as principal contributors, Hillary and Bill Clinton, along with John Podesta. We have received information that Dr. Greer has been compromised by a series of highly incriminating photographs he does not want released into public domain. Dr. Greer uses the call sign, DC, Wolf in relation to these compromising activities. There is also a growing number of claims by former employees and co-workers that Dr. Greer has been embezzling funds from his film project Sirius and the recent crowdfunded film, Unacknowledged. Greer is likely a large part of a well-organized controlled narrative to prepare humanity for first contact, and to also usher in the New World Order narrative of a single cosmic religion. This narrative could be utilized as countermeasure in a media war that involves the exposure of elite child trafficking, secret societies, criminal cartels, election tampering, and murder. On July 15, 2000, radio show host Alex Jones broke into the Bohemian Grove, a 2,700-acre private facility that has been hosting occult rituals for the elite, for over 100 years. Jones was able to capture footage of the cremation of care ceremony where the effigy of a small child can be seen set ablaze on an altar in front of a giant stone owl. Jones continued his work for years exposing the New World Order agendas behind the Federal Reserve, false flag operations, and FEMA camps in the United States. In 2016, Jones heavily covered the investigation into the HRC server cover-up, along with the DNC and Bodestar leaks. This coverage led Jones to research the evidence uncovered by the citizen journalist investigation behind hashtag Pidogate. In March 2017, Jones went public with an apology to James Alephantis, a main suspect in the citizen investigation around an elite child trafficking ring in Washington, D.C. This apology may very well have been issued under threat to Jones' family and or blackmail.
It is also noteworthy that Jones was targeted less than a month later by a mainstream media smear campaign that painted him as a cult leader. This campaign was used to ultimately leverage a verdict in his child custody case, ruled in favor of stripping Jones of parental custody. The recent work of citizen journalist investigations have shown that the people have the power and authority to bring these cartels to justice in the public domain. The tools of justice have become testimony, research, data leaks, independent media, investigative journalism, and this includes you. To the citizens of the world we say this to you. The more action you take to uncover the truth, the more the data in these leaks are effective. The more effective these leaks are, the more data will be released to the public. You are the world courts in the hearts and minds of millions. It is up to you. To the criminal cartels of the world that feed off the suffering of humanity, we have only this to say. We are anonymous. We do not forgive. We do not forget. Expect us. Operation Rebel Alliance is now active. Well, there you have it. Lots of juice in there. It sure st- it sounded kind of muddy in the beginning, and I wasn't following a lot of it. I had to listen to it a few times because there's so much there, Angel. Um, I mean, help that me out their, here. Their, their robotic voices and help out also like that. Very no. robotic. Yeah, it doesn't. It gets kind of monotone it. sometimes, yeah. but you know. Uh, I mean, there's just so much being said there, and I found it so interesting. The the first thing that came to mind was. I mean, look, it's an, it's anonymous, so it's it's conspiratorial, of course, in nature. But first, they tease this sort of uh, big carrot. They have this huge stack of intel, this behemoth of a story or data dump that is going to change everything. Game changer, as Jimmy Church would say, right? Change the game. Right. Game changer network. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Give me a change. Yeah, but seriously, this huge data dump, why wouldn't you do it, number one? I mean, WikiLeaks, when they have a data dump, they actually release the data. That's what makes them credible. And they let the data speak for itself, not whether or not Julian Assange is a good guy or a womanizer or a douchebag. It doesn't matter, right? It's about the... The emails that they release and the documentation. And they have a high bar of credibility with that, by the way. So the stuff that they do leak is usually legit. You don't see a lot of people saying, hey, that wasn't my email. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. The stuff that they got out of the DNC and stuff like that, they were like, no, that wasn't me. Uh, that just <laughs> didn't happen. Right? Yeah, they so, were just like, those damn Russians, why did they do this to us? Yeah. But yeah. but see, but why is Anonymous all of a sudden so interested in uh, exopolitics, which I find just mm-hmm. amazing that exopolitics would ever join into that this discussion. Uh, now, keep in mind, Anonymous is powerful. Anonymous, although people might think that uh, there's no real Anonymous or I've heard things of, you know, it's it's there really isn't a group. Well, I would remind you that this was a group that single-handedly did major damage to the uh, facade of Scientology. And they they did it with venom, and they were good at it. 
and they knew what they were doing. So uh, it's quite frightening to me uh, to a certain degree in an exciting way. But it's a little scary that they say they have this huge data dump, Angel, that's going to change the world. And I don't know what to think of that. I don't know what to think of the fact that, again, this is uh, another person coming forward saying that Dr. Greer is involved uh, as as an asset, okay, uh, in the intelligence field and that he is being used to indoctrinate uh, the open-minders of the planet and to bring that even more mainstream to desensitize to desensitize uh, people not only of extraterrestrials in general but to point out that he is uh, on point and his message is clear that these are peaceful entities all of them and there is nothing to fear and more uh, important than even that Jesse that he is the man who's going to be the one who's going to be the liaison and make the contact happen. Yes. It's all about him. But then they go ahead and tell us that there is some sort of blackmail going on with Dr. Greer and some racy things that he Uh-oh. doesn't want put forth. I mean, this is that, heavy, heavy-duty dirt going on yeah. in an anonymous video that is usually more top-level. Mm-hmm. So this is why it strikes me as a bit strange. I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking this is not legitimate. Uh, the support of Alex Jones, the Bohemian Grove stuff, uh, that stuff is really weird. Well, and that stuff and is really old too, though, Jesse. I mean, it's Bohemian old. Is, yeah, that's like a decade old already. And, more, and so. not to mention there's, there's a person who was on site during that event with Jones that – basically uh, was a whistleblower to the effect of saying that Jones really uh, made a lot out of nothing there. Yeah, he hammed it up. Hammed. Hammed. Mm-hmm. Ham across America. He totally hammed that up. I mean, uh, look, you don't go into the Bohemian Grove sneaking in, taking the video, doing all that kind of stuff if you're not allowed to. Because once you get on and you put that kind of stuff out there with your face on it, you're a goner. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is that these folks – so the anonymous video will paint this picture, and this is why I'm not really digging this video very much. I'm thinking maybe either A, it's fraudulent, it's not really from the group, or B, something really weird is going on, and that's the frightening part. Well, because- check it down to the uh, to the source on the uh, YouTube account. Uh, do they post normally their anonymous videos on that account? Or is this like some fringe account that just posted this video? No, I believe this is the official, and that's why it was more disturbing to me. Um, it's it's definitely uh, an anonymous video. Uh, it sounds funny saying that, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's kind of a double Without a but, doubt, this is anonymous. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but seriously, uh, the stuff with Greer, first of all, it makes two accusations. One, uh, it makes three. One is that he is an asset. He's a, an operative. Okay, so he's uh, he's agenda based for the cabal, All right? And then the second is that they are ex, uh, not extorting their their uh, um, blackmailing. <clears throat> blackmailing him. Thank you yeah. with 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 stuff that that uh, falls in line with things that people don't want out, uh, or with things that. Ruin families or can expose you, etc. Bad Jesse. stuff. 
something personal in his daily life that could ruin his life? Apparently. And, and uh, it's good to know that you sobered up. Thank you. Uh, no. Okay, okay. Easy, Tiger. But no, I mean, obviously, there's. this is just disturbing. And then it makes a third accusation that he's extorting money from. And that sounds more of like an axe to grind kind of thing to say. Because I haven't heard anything like that. I haven't heard uh, anyone come out of that camp saying that he was doing something that was uh, unscrupulous and alike. So anyways, food for thought. It's always interesting when exopolitics is in the news, especially on the conspiracy side. And lots of eyes and ears. So what does that tell you at the end of the day is that the subject, again, is getting more mainstream. Uh, if you take something like this and then you take the show Ancient Aliens and some of the other programs, especially Ancient Aliens, though, because Ancient Aliens was able to cut right into mainstream like a knife when you have your grandparents and you have people that uh, you never thought would talk about this stuff. And all of a sudden they're saying, hey, what would you think about this? And uh, this doesn't make sense or, you know, it seems pretty obvious that they couldn't have built the pyramids, the Egyptians by themselves. And, uh, desensitizing for sure. Okay, these concepts, yep. these these ways of thinking about how we originated here, how our technologies be, first began, who brought them here, and things of that nature. So, yeah. It's strange things. When they talk about the event, which I didn't get to play tonight, Jordan Sather, uh, it's not that I don't really blame him for saying, hey, I think that there's something coming up here. I feel it. But is that real? Is it paranoia? It's it's very hard to say. So I urge you to check out the event YouTube page and tell me what you think. They're shadow frantic euphonauts. Hey, you finance. Okay, you know, you know, since, you know, just uh, real quick, Jesse. Sure. Uh, since you mentioned you finance, yes. Now I've known you for a long time, and uh, you've been around the radio dial. Uh, you've also been on podcasts on the internet for a long time, and uh, the term you finance mm. has been around for a very long time, and mm. I find it kind of, uh, you know, awkward and. A little bit disturbing that the certain host uh, will kind of like bite that off of you and start using it for his fan base. I said this last show. Everybody uh, rips each other off, uh, even if it's the more I think so about it, though, the not more consciously done. It, I, I get it. I get it. There are some people that would like you know Andy, Andy Bisaggio because he's uh, a, a corporate attorney would say, hey, I'm going to sue someone for defamation of character, which he's running around threatening. Corey Good's uh, running to his lawyers right now and threatening that out in the public. We're going to sue you. In fact, he was asking money. He was asking for donations for his legal representation to take on these agents that are attacking him. I mean, does this sound like a guy that's hanging out with ETs at night? No, if he sues me, man, I'm going to counter-sue him and, and demand some proof of his shit. Well, that's so, the hilarious part. None of these guys, could you imagine, mm-hmm. going before a, a, a court and having them say, uh, Judge, uh, I'm suing on defamation of character because 
they're claiming that I'm not an agent in the secret space program and that I don't uh, kick it on the Lunar Operations Command and I didn't spend 20 years flying around the universe. Uh, they're saying that's not true and it's not fair and they're hurting my uh, ticket sales. I mean, where, what kind of defamation are you going to sue for? It doesn't make any sense. I would love to see it. And you know that Sean David Morton did this to Royce Myers of UFO Watchdog. He sued him for defamation. He lost. Of course he lost. He never liked to stand on. I mean, sometimes journalism uh, can attack. Sometimes it can be very biting, but if it's true, um, it's it's difficult. It's a, there's a fine line. Do I think that Dr. Stephen Greer's personal life should be talked about? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, so I find that whole video strange, to be honest with you. I just had to share it with this audience because we are involved, again, in another group. Uh, Alex Jones isn't somebody that usually discusses extraterrestrials or ETI, which is a new acronym for me. Uh, that obviously Edgar Mitchell was uh, talking to Podesta about. Again, another person involved in this is, of course, Tom DeLong, who is still MIA, missing in action with his grandiose claim that within a certain amount of days, I don't know if it was 30 or 45 or 64 days, he was going to come out with something major, earth-shattering, game-changing information. Did it happen? No. What was the fallout from that? What was the fallout from Tom DeLong missing that deadline? Nothing. People just move on, you know? I mean, somebody locked her kid in, in the car the other day uh, to teach him a lesson down the, down the road here, and the kid died. Okay? I mean, that's it. Next week, nobody remembers that kid. That's just life, right? So... The only stronghold to try to get these guys from not doing this all the time, and that's a great segue into uh, uh, talking about that the NASCAR uh, NASCAR stuff. NASCAR, uh, mummy. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. You get uh, it is, right. I believe in you. It's because it's just the machine keeps spinning, and if this thing falls flat on its back, which I'm I'm pretty positive it it, it will eventually, which might be in years or it may never be one of those things that people acknowledge as a, a fraud. You know, you do a test and then they'll say that such and such happened. They'll spin. But the problem is, is that uh, by endorsing these things and letting them just hang around uh, because of the internet, they're able to market it uh, as long as they like. Uh, and that's a great segue into talking about the new mummy that's circling the web. And so exciting, exciting. You know, Jimmy Church and the gang have all jumped on it. Of course, you would think it would be no no big deal to a guy like Corey Good and those cats because they, they hang around with different extraterrestrials all the time. So why would this be all that important to them? Well, uh, this one, of course, is uh, with Mr. Jaime Musan, who's also leading the way for this mummy, correct? Well, uh, it's funny you say that because, you know, we're talking about this uh, now, now a planned symposium that Gaia is uh, going to put together uh, where you can meet the personalities, George Norrie, of course, and Jaime, 
Um, and you can find out about the latest uh, NASCA mummy event here and what's going on. And I'm looking at the prices here real quick. So hang on, kids, because I'm going to let you know in case you want to start saving. The full attendance package is $350. That's a good deal. That's, yeah, isn't that a great deal? Oh, wait, new, a little new sign, lunch with the speakers, $50. Yeah. Wow, if you want to have uh, a meatloaf sandwich with George Nori. There you go. Um, I got, I got so, questions for George. I'll be like, yeah, George, uh, how do you get the stash to look that good at all times? Yeah, it's quite a stash. Oh, he's got a lovely one. But anyway, so here's here's the thing, you know, it, it's it's Jaime Musan is behind the mummy story. We know this, okay? And people will be like, "Well, hey, man, that's not cool. You got to give it an open mind." Are you serious? Right. Yeah, yeah. Because of a guy like Royce Myers over at UFO Watchdog, I'm able to remember. I, you know, you forget, and this is what I'm talking about. You forget last week because it's information overload, man. It's just so much coming at you. So, sure enough, I had forgotten that Jaime was not only the person behind the Roswell Slides debacle and that scam, because that's what it was. It was a scam. Uh, we all know that, and we all know that people paid a lot of money for a pay-per-view event attached to it, and that the entire event was beyond embarrassing. Okay, We all agree with that, because that's true. Correct, Angel? That's not my opinion. No, no, that's a fact. Yeah, this is uh, this is verified fact. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, but then I, I come to forget that this is the same guy who was promoting the Jonathan Reed fraud, the Jonathan yes. Reed alien burrito fraud. Oh, that was great. I love that guy. <laughs> this was a this is a gentleman who killed an alien supposedly that had killed his dog. In the woods, right? And he took it home and stuck it in a freezer after he had wrapped it in a blanket. He also claimed to have a device, if you remember, this cool-looking metal device that they had, right? Remember that thing? It looked like something right out of like old-school Buck Rogers or something, right? And uh, sure as hell, sure as heck. Uh, Dr. Reed and his cohorts uh, were all exposed as frauds. I think one of the guys was working at like a Sunoco in outside Seattle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Uh, but I had forgotten that that was Jaime's baby. Didn't it turn, didn't turn out like that wasn't even his name? That you know, Reed wasn't even like his real name. Oh my God, no! I mean, the thing unfolded like a house of cards. In fact, yeah. we should. We're going to have to remind people about these things because if you start going through them, you say, oh, you know what? It didn't take that long to vet Jonathan Reed, right? Um, should Jaime have been exposed back then? Well, I think most people would probably admit that he's a personable guy. He's kind of fun to listen to. And I think that people gave him another shot. So he gets another shot. Down the road, what does he come up with? The Roswell Slides, where they proclaimed that they had an alien body, and it was indeed extraterrestrial. And the same person who's involved with the Nazca mummy story, sure as heck, 
Dr. Jose de Jose Zalke Benitez. Oh, there you go, Benitez. Yes, Dr. Benitez, the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? The same guy who couldn't tell that that was a uh, a child's body that was deformed and that it was inside a museum with a blurry placard um, now is being tasked with telling us if this mummy is legitimate or not. I mean, don't you think if you were involved with Gaia that you wouldn't give the crowd the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, look, let's keep uh, let's keep that guy away from this story. He's kind of, you know, damaged right. good. Well, is that, yeah, well, not even damaged good. He's got definitely bad baggage with him, so. You know what I mean? You're to, yeah, if you're going to sell a story like this, you really want to have it uh, be something fresh where you don't have people with baggage already from hoaxes. Yeah, I mean, and this is not, it's still, it goes on. There's some other stuff mm-hmm. that Musan has been involved with since, you know, we're talking years ago. Some of the daylight disc footage when the Mexican yes. flap in 96. Okay. Uh, obvious fakes, you know, and this was stuff that he endorsed wholeheartedly. Uh, there are, there are numerous people obviously that have come out to, talk about these frauds and alike but the mainstream the community as a whole especially the new age community they're eating this stuff up and they're forgetting that Musan uh, they're forgetting about his history because they don't know it the sad part about that is is that he's got a whole new crop of audience people now that have a very low bar threshold for burden of proof so that's terrific for him. So Gaia is going to be a great home for him, and it's going to help reinvent him on a different level because he's not going to have to worry about being exposed like he would if he was only rotating around in the ufology community. Makes sense, right? Yeah, makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It's a good business move, and I see where he's going with it. So uh, – that's where I think the the mummy stuff lies right now. They're putting together conferences. They're putting together uh, – I'm sure they'll have live streaming. And again, these attendance packages are very steep. We well, talked they, they, they did DNA uh, carbon dating on the thing. I mean, have you heard there's uh, had any results come back yet? Or? Yeah, there's an update uh, video on – Gaia's site, and it doesn't tell you too much. It really doesn't. It feels like you're getting told an update, but you're not there. Um, oh, I'm really sad to hear that Don Schmidt is involved too with this stuff. Hey, it's yeah. such a bummer because these guys are – you want to say, hey, you're selling out, man. These guys are all dying on the vine, Angel. You know, These guys are like – you know, They've worked so hard for so many years since the Roswell incident, many of them, mm-hmm. investigating that case meticulously, only to have a guy like Musan pull what he did with the slides and pretty much ruin some of their credibilities. Um, and in fact, Don Schmidt is one of my favorite. I really think he's a terrific guy. I met him and – uh, I feel really bad about that, but here he is popping up as the host for this conference coming up, and it looks as though uh, the producer of the conference is none other than 
someone that I think we both interviewed, which is uh, the Italian gal. Uh, the Italian gal? Uh, Paula Harris. Oh, well, actually, yeah, I've briefly interviewed her, but yeah, never really had her like on Jackal's head or uh, on Skywatchers. As much as I, you know, I've met Paula, and I think she's super nice. I've interviewed her and all that jazz. I, I, like yeah. I said, I, I hate having to preface stuff like that, but yeah, I should just do a blanket one in the beginning of the show, maybe. But the point being is that I've, uh, she was also responsible for, uh, I believe, translating the Colonel Corso stuff into Italian. She speaks Italian, yada, yada, yada. Uh, point being is I find that, again, she's a very gullible type of uh, researcher, uh, very similar to Linda Howe, where she has the cred- credibility, she has the chops, uh, but we got to keep those stories churning. And I think what has happened in the past few uh, months, if not in the past few years, with uh, Linda Howe, is she's aligned herself with a lot more entertainment-driven programs. For instance, uh, she's still involved with Whitley Strieber and Dreamland for a long time now. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah which, which is which is a show that is very new age, as far as I'm concerned. It, it, it definitely delves into uh, a lot of strange places and. Um, Outside of ufology, more interdimensional and uh, pseudoscience, uh, supernatural, which I believe is a new book that Whitley came out with recently. So she's still involved with that. She's still involved with her own stuff. But now she's starting to do stuff with Gaia. And then she almost got grouped into the Corey camp because they came out and said that she was going to help with their book with Michael Sala. And then she came out and dismissed that officially, but it seems as though she was talking to them. So I have to get, I can't, you know, the way that I read it from Roger Ramsier, who is Corey Goode's agent or manager, whatnot, tour manager, you know, he's got a whole camp now. Do you know that David Wilcock claims that he has armed guards with him? Because it's so, you do believe, you really think he has armed guards? Yeah, I believe him, of course. I found that incredible. Not because he, need, he needs it, but, but his I ego. I don't believe that for a fucking minute. His, really his ego makes him get it because he thinks he's that important and that and that people are out to get him because of his importance. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But he, he really, nobody's out to get you, bro, because nobody really But yeah, this is a weird scene, and what it does is it creates paranoia. Yeah, now, let me, paint, let me paint a new picture for you because we're going to take a break. And then we're going to get into, we're going to put some of this to bed. We're going to, I mean, the bottom line, the way to finish this segment on this part two of the rotten apples, meaning us, the, uh, I want to say the amateurs. It's such a negative term, but the the non-corporatized media, uh, the folks out there that are just the regular Joes and they don't make their living they don't pay the rent with this they do it for the love of the subject um the way to look at this is that it's still going it's still moving ahead if you got anything from that anonymous video is that we have power and there are reasons to expose frauds it's how you clean up a a community as you would put it that's how you uh, try to turn things in another direction 
it's not to hurt people's feelings. It's not to try to hurt their business endeavors. Um, I, I can give you a hundred, for instance, for instances of people who have done quite well by keeping a lower profile uh, with their types of claims. For instance, channelers. Uh, a guy like Bashar, it doesn't really matter if he's quote unquote exposed. He just does his thing. It's entertaining. If you think it's real, good for you. If you don't, he doesn't care. You either pay your $25 or your $50 or your $350 to have lunch with him and see, see his shtick, or you don't. Same thing with John Edwards. Same thing with a, a bunch of channelers. They don't have to worry. They can do their thing. We, we kind of leave them alone at this point because they don't make waves. They know where they stand, and they're not trying to kind of cross the line. Does that make sense, Angel? Yeah, it makes sense. No, you know I, what I'm saying yeah. to a certain yeah. degree? Like, they're not trying to overstep. No, definitely. Okay, right. Like, <laughs> it would be like trying to convince Richard Dolan to support your efforts if you were one of these secret space program whistleblowers. Right. <laughs> it's just, you, you have no business going there. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so that's, in lies the problem. Uh, what is Joe Public going to do about it? Well... Joe Public is just as powerful as the corporate guys when it comes to commenting, uh, making comments, uh, joining blogs, doing rebuttal videos. As you see, Corey's kids are doing plenty of rebuttal videos, uh, Wilcockians and alike. Um, and some of them are pretty good because it doesn't take that much to be able to do it on your own right now. So I support it. I encourage it. And I think through the minutiae, we will find – where this will come to pass is where it lies, like the channeling. For instance, you know, Corey Goods, I don't think, is going anywhere. I don't think David Wilcock is going anywhere. Will they take a right turn and head a little deeper into the forests of New Age and separate themselves to a certain degree from ufology, mainstream, exopolitics, uh, science community, etc.? Because they know that they that's when they kind of get in the red zone. They get, you know, or are they going to continue this barrage on ufology and say, no, uh, we are the disclosure movement. You guys stink. You didn't get anything accomplished, which is true. You know, we didn't get very much accomplished in the past 20 years. Um, and we're taking over. And that's what it seems like they're trying to do. So that's what this mini war is about. And it's pretty important because if you fast forward five years, if these guys were allowed to run amok, we will be really more of a science fiction convention-based type organization or subject. Mm -hmm. With that being said, let's take a break. Second hour, we're already into. I want to get into MUFON. we got to play a clip for you from Jan Harzen and talk about what's coming up at the symposium. This is Euphonaut Radio, Jesse Randolph, Angel Espino, Thursday night, and plenty more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. We did not go. Since then, the whole flying saucer had been hidden behind a curtain of Air Force secrecy. Roswell, UFO, flying saucers, alien abduction.
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. 10 seconds of uh, no. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. Unidentified flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Now is not the time to lay on the ground like a ball. That we didn't go. We did not go. We faked it. Okay? We faked it. We did not go. Since then, the whole crime sausage. Welcome back to the show, making ufology relevant again. Fighting the frauds. Cleaning up the muck. Euphonaut Radio Thursday nights. Jesse Randolph here at the helm. Angel Espino out there in the hot Miami, Florida. Man, you know, it's so hot here right now. It's like, I don't even go outside, man. I'm such a complainer. I hate the heat, but then I find out it's, you know, it was 124 degrees in Death Valley today. Well, that's what they call it, Death Valley. And I was just thinking, like, I felt so bad for all my friends that I know who live there, you know? (laughs) This is a a terrible joke. I mean, I obviously don't know anybody who lives there. Okay. And if you did, they would probably be dead right now. Oh, man. Information overload. I guess here's some questions. Somebody wrote me the other day and said, how do I get into these conferences if I don't have any money? Well, the easy question, uh, easy answer is you can't. Uh, the, the longer answer is you can volunteer nauseating at some of these events. And uh, I'm sure Laura Eisenhower or one of these other uh, dippies can let you know how to do that. 
Um, I've been following her Facebook page too, by the way, Angel. And man, it is, it's difficult. It's difficult because the more and more I stay in the subject, I'm not some disgruntled Don Ecker. You know, I'm not, ah, I'm not doing this anymore. Everybody's a creep. Um, it's not that. I'm not sick of it. I'm not tired of it. It's just the more and more I do it over the years, I seem like I work for Michael Shermer at Skeptic Magazine. It's really crazy how it's come full circle where here I am, a guy who probably would hate it, a guy like Michael Shermer, and really don't see eye to eye with him much. He's kind of just a, a naysayer, a professional naysayer. However, you know, ufology has become so laughable with what's acceptable. Yep. The, ba- the bar, as we've been calling it, mm-hmm. uh, that I feel like I work at Skeptic Magazine. Sometimes I think I should. I, yeah. I should just, because it seems as though we're spending more of our time exposing frauds uh-huh. than, any, than anything else. And yeah, it brings a me sad, to, It's a sad statement, by the way. It's a very you sad have, statement. You have to do <laughs> that. I used to call myself a ufologist. Yeah. Okay, and now, uh, you know, uh, I feel like I'm coming from that camp. These guys are frauds, and I'm exposing them, and these guys, and, and people Welcome are to coming. Welcome the camp, Jesse. Welcome to the camp. Uh, it's, very, it's very difficult. I've been here for a couple of years now. Welcome to the camp. Well, okay. Well, here I am. And, I, and, I, and I'm trying to make a difference, and I think there is a way to make it different. But here's the crazy part. There's so many levels of nuttiness, like I talked about last show a little bit about the infighting with the secret space program whistleblowers, how this right, one's right, fake. Right. And Andrew Basaggio is telling, Bashago is telling folks that Randy Kramer isn't true and Corey's not true because they couldn't have been to Mars when they said they were or this, that, and the other thing. And Michael Sala. They don't have blurry pictures of themselves as kids. Wait, what? But yeah. it's just... <laughs> It, it, it's very tiring on the on the mind, and 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 as, as I said, history gets forgotten. There there really were some pretty remarkable researchers in this field that were moving it towards a acceptable field of study, even though it would have been fringe. One day it was going to be acceptable. That was the goal, wasn't it? I always thought that that's where we were trying to head, and. Keep that in mind for this segment that we're starting here. We're going to talk about MUFON. We're going to talk not about the boring parts. I want to play for you, and this is why this is important, this lead-in. Forget about what's going on today. It's a mess. Okay, It's not about haters and trolls and silly stuff like that. It is more about what the public can tolerate at this point with this information overload, with the disinfo that they're fake news, etc., whatever you want to call it, that they're bombarded with on a daily basis, and what that does and the numbing effect. Okay. And then here's this beacon of light that's supposed to exist called MUFON within the ufology structure that is the voice of reason, Right. They're the ones to go to if you have a real sighting or issue because they will document it correctly using the scientific method. Let's go ahead and run the clip. This is going to be Jan Harzen, who is the new uh, head chief, head cheese of MUFON. And uh, let's just listen to this is actually produced by MUFON, I believe. Real quick, when you say the head cheese of MUFON, 
Are you talking about the uh, overall like organization or like a certain chapter? No, he's the director. He he's national director. National yeah. director. Okay, gotcha. My name is Jan Harzan. I'm the executive director for MUFON. We are a scientific research organization that basically collects sighting reports from the public and then goes and investigates them. Our mission statement as an organization is the scientific study of UFOs for the benefit of humanity. And we have three primary goals. We investigate UFO reports, we promote research into the UFO subject, and we educate the public on our findings. Within the UFO field, you have everyone from the true scientist who will only deal with what's physically in front of them to the far-out fringes of the whole UFO phenomenon. MUFON is really more just left of center, where we try to take a scientific approach by collecting the data first off, and then reviewing the data, investigating the data, and making sure that what we're seeing is actually something that's truly an unknown. MUFON attracts very credible scientific individuals who have a sincere interest in this phenomenon. My name is John Ventry. I'm the Pennsylvania State Director. We have 3,000 members worldwide, many scientists, physicists, PhDs, metallurgists, biologists, all the way down to just the average citizen who really wants to get involved. Some of those have chosen to become field investigators, and they go through our field investigative training courses. They become part of the team in their state or country where they reside, and they actually get engaged in going out and meeting this phenomenon head on. My name is Jeremy Ray. I'm a field investigator with the Mutual UFO Network. I've been with them for about seven years. I've been an investigator in Texas, California, and now Colorado. We receive about 500 to 1,000 reports per month from around the world. Field investigators will take the case, generally review it, uh, try to come up with a hypothesis, checking star charts, checking different things, and we'll go put an investigation in place to determine what exactly happened. In probably 75 to 80 percent of the cases, what ends up being resolved is an IFO. An IFO is an identified flying object, so natural phenomenon like the planet Venus, there's man-made phenomena like balloons, airplanes, things of that nature. But when you really crawl through it, we do have those very, very significant cases that are extraordinary. We've recently formed a science review board, and that board is made up of scientists from around the United States and around the world to review some of our more significant cases and try to render an opinion on them. What we'd like to do is be more outbound, more outspoken in terms of the really true UFO cases so MUFON is moving forward with this approach and we'll be publishing papers in these different areas to allow the general public and even the scientific community to be able to be challenged by what we're finding. That's the strength of MUFON as an organization, is being really the truth seekers of the UFO field. There you go, the trusted source in the UFO field. And they said a lot of good stuff that I want them right. to be in that video. Of course, the Pennsylvania director, uh, FYI, the guy in that video, I believe, was the gentleman who just got fired for his racist rants on the Internet, so they might want to take this video down. Um, however, they're saying everything you want to hear. This is the trusted source. This is the scientific method. This is the group 
that will attract mainstream science community members to take the subject seriously, Angel? No, not only, look, on a personal level, Jesse, I have had nothing but good experiences with members of MUFON and... Uh, as a vibe. As a symposium I went to. I mean, the, some of the, uh, the folks I've met are some of the nicest, most humble folks uh, in ufology. And uh, it, it, that's why it boggles my mind that they're allowing, you know, certain individuals like these... They're uh, taking their mission it. statement and they're throwing it in the garbage. That's what's really boggling the, of the mind here. And I don't know who exactly is at fault for this. Or is the, uh, it's Jan Harson. If it's Jan Harson, or you know, I don't know if it's just Jan or look, somebody else. Look, Jan Harson. But look, Jan Harson. I don't know Jesse, Jan Harson. The point, the, the point that I'm trying to make, Jesse, though, is that in a sense, you know, while it's infuriating to see them, you know, associate with these folks. I kind of understand why they would allow for these people to at least have a shot at speaking in one of these lectures, because in a sense you have to play open mind, and you have to be, uh, you know, at least, you know, allow those who have a, a story to tell to tell their story. I mean, whether you believe it or not, whether we know it's you know BS or not, uh, at least you know they are allowing them to you know present their case. And uh, you know this is America, freedom of speech. You know these these folks have a right to come up with this BS story and say it. Oh, okay. So, so they're giving, let me give them a platform. Now here's the thing: where MUFON would fail is if MUFON doesn't have a a way of rebutting this information and proving that it's BS and and just allowing them to say whatever the hell they want. That's what I think they would fail. You know, hey, present your case, come on in, but expect for this to be something that we're going to take serious and we're going to rebuttal, you know, when it's, when it's you know, pretty much, you know, bullshit. And, the, and if they don't do that, that's when I think MUFON would really drop the ball on this thing. But if they do something like that, then it could be a win for them. I couldn't disagree more. Here's why. Okay. Uh, here's a quick analogy. There's a guy on the internet. I only know because when I had cancer, I researched a million ways to Sunday to how do you, you you can cure it with uh, pixie sticks and and kind of different things uh, in the holistic area, right? Because plenty right. of people come out of the woods and tell you how to do that with cottage cheese and the like. Um, there's a guy, a, a real quack out of Italy, that claims with sodium bicarbonate he's curing cancer by injecting it into people. Now, you're telling me uh, that JAMA or a cancer conference for research should uh, voluntarily allow this guy a platform to show his research at one of their national events instead of doing what they're supposed to do, which is – and getting back to MUFON – vet the information, vet the story, make sure it's got some sort of sea legs – and then, if it does, let them present. Now, hear me out. Uh, I think the analogy uh, is is worth noting for sure. But let's look at their speaker list for a half a second here, and you can see on this list of about I don't know I got about fifteen names here. One, uh, you go down the list here. Of course, you got guys like Richard Dolan, which is fantastic. Right. Uh, even a, even a guy like Michael Schratt, who. I'm not sure that he is worthy of it only because here's a guy who spends a lot of time on the Dan Burrish case. Mm. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But then you have a guy like Michael Sala. Okay. Yeah, one of the chief supporters of the Corey Good case helping uh, make that a success, in my opinion, because of his credibility as a PhD and, and his time spent in ufology. He, he's a very well-liked guy, and he's put it all on the line for Corey. 
Okay, so would you put him on a list of people whose pockets probably got greased with money? Bingo. Uh, from, uh, from well, he's the, getting uh, good he's, Wilcox he's, company. Well, right off the bat, we don't even have to dig because we know he got a book deal out of it because he's doing a book with there you who go. else is who else is on this list? Bob Wood. Oh, there you go. And who else is on this list? Uh, Mr. Uh, where is he? William Tompkins. So now you've there got you go. one, two. I'm not done. One, two, three people out of this list of about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Fourteen people. You've got three so far that are involved in this secret space program nonsense. Uh, William Tompkins, a book that uh, even Richard Dolan refused to publish when asked to because it was so embarrassing. Uh, his claims are ridiculous. They're hollow. They have nothing behind them. And they're embarrassing is what they are. So uh, moving right along, we have uh, Mr. Andy B., Andrew, Andrew Bashago. Bashago. Bashago, which is his, his real name. So now you have one, two, three, four, five, six. Now, now the big one, of course, is Corey Good. So now you have six people. I counted him. So you have six mm. people on this list. We're getting close to the halfway point here, Angel. Do you see where I'm going? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Now it gets worse. Now, again, Keep in mind the video we just watched. That's their mission statement video. Heard, Jesse. Heard. This is really okay. Understood. Understood. <laughs> Special events. Tour Area 51. Okay. How about this one? Learn how to potentially protect yourself against abduction. Right. I mean, really, this isn't the kind of bullshit. Experience or workshops. Uh, F1 training, which is good. This is where MUFON's doing some of the stuff that they're trying to do with their field investigators. Now, again, I think you're missing the point and not making a distinction between liking someone like Chase Klotsky, like I do as well, or Michael Sala. I interviewed him. He's a nice guy. And, but so was Stan Romanek. And we both, uh, you've said a million times how nice they were, him and his wife. Uh, you know, does that mean that he can't be on trial for what he's in trial for? Can that mean that he uh, might not be a credible witness and his case might be utter bullshit? Of course it can mean that. So this is hence lies the problem is now we've seen right here before our very eyes that the MUFON symposium uh, is almost half full of non-credible uh, New Age type people from the guy camp. See, that worries me, because at least if you have, like, one or two... I was building my whole case up to that for crying out loud for a fucking hour. (laughs) Well, there you go. I know. You got it. I I agree 100%. Now, see, that is troubling. But here's the the elephant in the room, Jesse, and this is, I think, what this all boils down to. All these fringe groups, uh, the, the, the Gaia group, all these people are buying their way into MUFON. So there's monetary money being there's pockets being greased. Absolutely. And so events. you said, whose fault is it? Again, Gary uh, on this list, I didn't even count yeah. him. Gary McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Here's there a guy yeah, that's who it. claimed he hacked into NASA, right? And he saw a list of off-world officers and ships. Right. Okay? Right. Did he press Alt Print screen like any normal person and capture it? Nope. Print it out. Even if he had a printout angel, it wouldn't be worth that much, but it'd still no. be a hell of a lot better than a guy who 
claims to be somewhat autistic and lives with his mom or something. And we're supposed to blindly believe that he saw evidence of a secret space program. That, to me, doesn't really vet properly for uh, the way MUFON should be handling these. Are they getting greased? I don't even know that it's greasing. It's a it's a it's a back alley way of doing it, which is you know they don't need to actually handshake it. What they're saying is, this guy draws a crowd. Let's get him down here. These guys are drawing a crowd. Secret space program is very hot right now. So we're going to get him down here, and we're going to get again get a bunch of people in. Do I want to go? Of course I want to go. I don't. I totally want to go see these these lectures they're entertaining i think i don't want to go this time because i feel like i get it all now i know what they're doing i know what they're claiming i have a really good sense of it i've taken a lot of time to research this i got criticized for not doing the research uh in years past on certain stories and this one i actually dove into and i am sticking with because it's it's that important but here we are. They have infiltrated the most recognized body in the last hope of survival of the subject from a credibility standpoint, and they have allowed – the institution has allowed these people to infiltrate. Uh, that's a sad state of affairs. As far as I'm concerned, uh, they might as well have booked Jonathan Reed. They might as well have booked yep. Stan Romanek. They yep. might as well let Jaime Musan be the host. Yep. I mean, go this is—is yeah. is this a MUFON conference or is this a Gaia conference? Yeah, in other words, just go full retard if you're just you know if you're gonna do this. Just go full retard on us. It's, well, it's, it's over. It. How can you look right. your members in the eye about F1 training and protocol and sticking to protocol? Don't deviate, right? You're a remote viewer. You can't deviate from the protocols of technical remote viewing, or else you'll use your imagination and you'll draw stuff that isn't there. Woo, right? Well, they have protocols too, and they try to be very firm about it. I know from uh, knowing Alejandro back in the day and hearing about some of the protocols. It's very stringent. It used to be. Well, how, you, how can you have that on one side and then have this garbage on the other? It, it, it's, it's very sad. It's a bummer. I'm not a MUFON hater for some of the reasons other people dislike MUFON. I think they're important. I wish there was a body that represented their mission statement. That's where... Uh, I'm going with this. How do we change this? We don't go. How do we change this? We don't support that effort. Look, their website looks, their website about the symposium looks cooler than everything they have. I mean, it's got this really cool asteroid on it and it looks very sci-fi and it says the case for a secret space program. It's all about the top-notch guys. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with any credible research this time whatsoever. It's all about these Gaia types um, and the SSP. That's all anyone wants to talk about. And the sad part about it is there isn't one stitch of proof attached to it. So how are these people going to sit in this hall, these you know upper brow types from MUFON, and just sit there and nod their heads going, well, you know, how many tickets did we sell? This stuff is utter nonsense, this blue avian – Malarkey. Uh, how many tickets did we sell? Yeah. Why well, don't they book Tom I mean, DeLong? 
this is just, uh, I mean, it, it could all be a move of MUFON just, you know, to try to stay relevant in with the way the climate has changed so much, in, not only ufology, but in exopolitics and uh, the new age. Yeah, but they're not supposed to be a radio station. They're supposed they're not. to be a, no, they're a not, government but, I mean, they, they, The governing body itself that does the research is one thing, but when you go to the MUFON conventions or symposiums, these are, you know, they're promotional events and, and conferences they're putting together, but this is not like the people doing the research or the boots on the ground or the actual MUFON. No, uh, that's why know. it's sad. How, how they it, don't it feel stabbed in the back here, I do not know. I mean, like I said... I mean, uh, it, this is, those, yeah, but just, just, this is one of those cases where it's like they couldn't, uh, you know, they, they, they're probably the, in a position where they couldn't keep up float, so they had to join this kind of fringe movement to try to, you know, make money. Because at the end of the day, you keep putting these symposiums. If you don't have the right people there that people want to go see, you know, you're not going to make a whole lot of money. So they're, you know, I, I think but then the you don't. Are, I agree with you, but then you don't do it. You don't do it and well, then invite yeah, invite the, the 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 folks that are ruining the subject um, and say, "Come on into our house and and take a shit on the floor." By the um, way, I'm only playing devil's advocate here. I, you know, I'm completely no, side of this. Everything you're saying makes sense. It's pretty obvious, yeah. and I and again, it's underestimating the audience, uh, the the core audience of ufology. Uh, who know the ins and outs? They know the details. They know the names. They've they've studied this for years. They know the stories. They want to take it to a different level, but they don't want to take it into crazy town fantasy land. Yeah, they want something different to happen. People are wanting new stories. They want to know more, right? They feel like we should be further along in 2017. I feel like that. However. I'm not willing to flush down the toilet everything that has been accomplished over the years that is credible research. You you are a firm believer in the Travis Walton case. Well, yep. there was a, a lot of very good, credible research done on that case by multiple researchers. Would you agree? Correct, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and and still might be to this day. Right, so because uh, it's an ongoing investigation to a certain degree, and unfortunately, if if Travis was willing to delve in, and 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 you know, to be honest with you, because he's not willing to jump the shark to a certain degree, say actually, while I was up there, I met with Roton, the leader of the <laughs> the leader of the Lego people, right. and we hung around and uh, we played with Legos, and they taught me all about love and that we need to love each other and Legos. And then they released me with a, a whole new bag full of them. And uh, I talk to them all the time still. So if you want to join my website for $5 a month, and I will let you know what they're saying each day or whatever. You know, I mean, it's just he could have gone to silly land. He didn't. He didn't, you know. Uh, so there are credible people doing research, and the symposium should be a celebration of that. It should be as dry as it needs to be, or it shouldn't happen. Maybe they don't have it in Vegas. Maybe they have it someplace cheaper, or maybe they don't have it. Maybe they only have it online, which is you know people go to college online now. Does it need to be at the uh, the Marriott on the Strip or wherever the heck it is over there on Las Vegas Boulevard? No, it doesn't. Uh, what what needs to be instilled are the protocols and the vision statement, and it's supposed to be dry. It's supposed to be a little – unless there is a true wow signal, you know, like people – look, I'm not a fan of SETI. 
never happened, to be honest with you. Maybe for a little while in the beginning because I was kind of excited. But, uh, I mean, I love just seeing those big dishes anyway. They're really neat. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, SETI, uh, to their credit, hasn't come out you know, unless you believe that they're just there as a disinfo campaign or just to take up space or whatever your thoughts are. But, you know, when they do get that signal, they vet the hell out of it. And there's been times when they have got a hit where they, you know, couldn't get it to repeat itself enough times for it to be considered uh, worthy and, and alike. And we've seen some pretty significant astronomical claims, um, you know, in the past six months that just haven't been vetted enough yet. And sure as hell, the New Agers and uh, some of the even some of the Corey kids that I've seen doing videos will be like, "Wow, look at this picture!" I think uh, NASA just announced we have a base on Mars, and it'll be some little picture of something that looks like a a picnic basket on Mars, mm-hmm. which is really just some like weird rock formation. So what? That's your bar? Yeah, in that sector it is. That's not where the MUFON bar should have been. It's not supposed to be where it's supposed to be. It's all screwed up. And I hope they take a bath on this. It's not to be mean, but I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to do quite well with it, and that's the sad part. Uh, I see more and more people joining up with Gaia, uh, probably because they give you a good deal, and you get to take your stuff to a professional level of production by going down to Colorado over there and doing stuff in their studios and Having stuff pr- produced correctly, you know, where people have all your clips and they, they're going to make you look pretty and you have makeup, right? Uh, and so that's sad. And a guy like Richard Dolan is kind of caught in the middle because he seems to be incredibly ethical over the years. He seems to be having his heart in the right place. Um, but again, this is a guy who makes his living from this, this subject. So, uh, how does he toe the line? It, it seems to me that if you listen to his program, and I know we're running close on time here, but if, if you listen to his program, uh, as I do, and some of the other th- uh, writings and such, that he is at a crossroads. And coming up to the symposium, he has to start doing something about it, whether or not you know he, to be more outspoken or making more demands. Look, when this racist stuff popped up, Everybody supported getting rid of that gentleman, obviously, right? He's a racist. Well, it's right. easy to – even Church got on that bag. Went, hey, this isn't right, man. You know, uh, everybody. That was easy, right? But, but for this kind of thing, it's a lot harder because there's a lot more implications on people's uh, bank statements with this one. So stay tuned. We will have people, of course, on the scene reporting for us throughout i speak with bill ryan and i try to get tidbits of information from him all the time through private messenger he's very supportive i appreciate it he puts up with probably some of our our silly little jokes here and there and our wayne's world banter sometimes uh but that's just how we do it me uh, angel and i uh we we try to have fun with this show it can get quite serious and sometimes a lot of people's feelings are getting hurt and we just try to have fun with it sometimes because you gotta have it. Mine recently, jeez, man. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, is that it's I mostly. 
who's oh yeah are you talking about our feedback oh man yeah yeah. well that's what happens you know I mean uh, I never had so many comments about my nose until I went on YouTube so it's one of the reasons I don't really do YouTube anymore I don't look I can make more money if I go on YouTube and post all our shows and things of that stuff and once in a while I'll throw something up but uh, to make it a, a regular part of the repertoire I think the genius of PSN radio, even though it's a, a poor man's game, is that it's just it's the real deal. We, you know that when you're listening to the program that it's people that are involved in the subject because they believe in it. They believe that there is credibility to some of the stories uh, within the minutia that should be turning people's heads. And we just know in our hearts that it's real, that the subject really has merit, that – Guys like Stanton Friedman, guys like Richard Dolan, guys like Tim Good, and some of these other characters that we've followed over the years are are correct, and they're smart, and John Mack, and we can go throughout the list. Uh, with that being said, we're going to wrap it up tonight. Lots of information, power-packed evening for you, lots to think about. Uh, keep sending your feedback, even though it's mean sometimes. We, we still get a kick out of it at this point. Yep. And... To all the New Age community out there and alike, uh, this I, I urge people to look within a little bit as far as what they're supporting and to maybe take a step back and say, you know, maybe this isn't a, a, a community as a whole. Uh, maybe there are two different camps here that should probably stay on their side of the fence. With that being said, Euphonaut Radio produced by Angel Espino, the angel of ufology. I'm Jesse Randolph, your humble host, broadcasting here out of Portland, Oregon. Stay safe until next Thursday night. We'll keep you posted. Take care, everybody.